Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formally known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk. And they can also be found and downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my free caregiver distress recovery challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter, and teaches strategies from my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. Strategies that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. It will be available once again in the near future on a new platform. My latest book, Think Big, was released May 17th on Amazon. It features my story, my big vision about how to shift our ideas about aging and older adults and the value they have in our lives and in society. I am honored to be included in this book alongside the iconic and legendary Brian Tracy, entrepreneur Bob Bodine, and many others. The book is published by Kyle Wilson, president of Jim Rohn International. So I hope you'll grab a copy on Amazon. The many stories included in the book can inspire and motivate you in your business and positively impact your own personal development and growth. My book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve?, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences. I am always honored to say that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book, so I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. I appreciate your support and hope you'll help spread the word on this all-important topic. Senior Straight Talk is very proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network 
continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And now I'd like to introduce today's guest, who has been referred to as the Robin Williams with an MBA because of his very practical, high content speeches, coupled with real life, entertaining, and sometimes side-splitting stories and applications. He's known as the mentor to mentors and entrepreneur guru, as he's trained and advised, mentored and guided many luminaries in the fields of speaking, consulting, entrepreneurship, and big business. A former crisis intervention counselor with a background in healthcare, he's served as a management and leadership consultant to businesses and and organizations of all sizes, from Fortune 20 companies to businesses with less than a million, and enjoys the challenges of all. He's been featured for Inc. Magazine and rated top 5% of speakers at Secret Knock, Income Store, City Summit, Digital Footprint, CEO Space, and many more. He was awarded the Innovation of the Year by Bank of America and presented in association with former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, Tom Peters, Secretary James Baker, Maya Angelou, and others. Featured in Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine, NBC, Fox, and was star and host of the movie Pass It On, as he hosted such gifted contributors as Brian Tracy, Gavin Cayley, Greg Reed, Les Brown, Mark Victor Hansen, Bob Proctor, Evander Holyfield, Mario Lopez, and others. His latest achievement is one of the winners of the International Healthcare Design Award for Innovation. So I'm very proud and happy to introduce to you today, David Corbin. Well, David, I am so thrilled to have you here with me today. You know, you're such an incredible person with this incredible background. So I was so thrilled when you said yes, but I was curious why you did say yes to me. <laughs> well, first of all, <clears throat> you threatened me, and that was part of it. And, and, <laughs> and I don't I don't look good in black and blue and bodily harm. No, the reason is is because you exposed yourself to me. You exposed your heart. <laughs> you exposed your heart, your head, <clears throat> your intention. Um you had told you told me about some of your books and your mission, but I must tell you, after I read your book, you know which one I'm talking about because <clears throat> I sent you a picture of me and it at my book group. I brought it right. to my book dignity group. and respect. Are aging yeah. parents getting what they deserve? It, it, I had already decided beforehand, but certainly that book salted the deal, so to speak, because the topic your experience within it, and the fact that you're an extraordinarily gifted writer, it's like, yeah, this is, this is, this is the real deal. So why? That's part of why. Oh, okay. I, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. It's, uh, it's been a long journey for me, by the way, to just be able to say, thank you, I'll accept it. So <clears throat> that in and of itself is, is a wonderful thing. Good for you. Good for you. So here we are. We could talk about that later on about personal journeys. But for now, what I also wanted to talk about is 
So one of the most impressive things that I found out was that you were, um, you received this tremendous award and I think it was Margaret Thatcher who was presenting it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd love to find out more about that. My, my five minutes of fame. You know, years ago, <clears throat> I, I invented some, some medical software based upon a model that I had, had picked up years ago, actually at Woodstock, but that's another long story. Um, but I picked up a model and the model is Illuminate. And, and, and Illuminate, it's the title of a book that I've, I've written, Illuminate says we can't solve anything. I mean, rather, we can't solve everything that we face, but we, we can't solve anything unless we face it. And, and I moved it forward from a very practical point of view in my consulting to face it, follow it, and fix it. And that's how I engage upon my, my, my inventions. And yes, one of my early inventions, I was awarded the uh, International Innovation uh, uh, by Bank of America, presented by you know, Margaret Thatcher and Maya Angelou and uh, then Secretary of State uh, James Baker and uh, Newt Gingrich and all these people, some of whom I was really excited to shake their hands and others. I didn't even, didn't even want a fist pump. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, but that's politics aside. But, but the medical software, which it, it, it had a, 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 a characteristic of going into lifestyle uh, survey using a touchscreen, actually touchscreen. Um, yeah, it, it, it really took off and it solved for problems. And when you solve problems, when you face it, follow it and fix it, when your fix solves problems of real people, uh, and then you can do that in scale, you're, you're making a difference, you're making a dent. And so I won that award and then sold it to my business partner and on and on and on. So that was, that was pretty cool having pictures with some of those and some conversations with some of those luminaries uh, in that. Yeah, it was, it was neat. I, my mom was very proud. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm proud just talking with you, knowing you, uh, because we have met a couple of times at a wonderful event, Greg Reed's Secret Knock. And um, so I'm just going to share a little bit about why I, what attracted me to having a conversation with you besides who you are. Um, so I read your book. Uh, I think it was Illuminate the Brand. I think it was that one. I received it because I attended Secret Knock, a phenomenal event. And the book is about how a hospital really turns around their brand during COVID. And because I come from this healthcare space and this nursing home space that has so many issues associated with it, I thought maybe there was something, some, some insight, some words of wisdom, something you could share with me that I could pass on or someone I could connect you with that we could help this nursing home industry. Mm. Yeah, that industry is, um, you know, in many regards, it's, it's at a break point with, with, with characteristics of a breakdown. Um, and, and I know you've been trying to break through, and you have uh, in some regards, uh, because you've been paddling hard, um, sort of upstream. 
in, <laughs> in some of those environments and all. So, yeah, I mean, if 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 I had a magic wand, right? And I think we all do, actually. I mean, if we can tap into the infinite wisdom, uh, we could solve for anything. Um, you know, I, I heard it said, and it's more than rhetoric, that anything you could vividly imagine uh, and ardently desire and then enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. So when we, when, when, when we together uh, mastermind and brainstorm where, you know, the sum is, is much greater than the, whatever the accumulation of the parts and all, we, we can do that. So if I had a magic wand, I would dissect the personal self-interest of each constituent in these facilities. I'm talking about, you know, we can talk about the patients and we can talk about the patient's family. Right. And people, they do, they give lip service to that. But talking about the personal self-interest of the employees, the supervision, the management, the leadership, the ownership, the investors. When you look at the personal self-interest, who does what they do and why they do it, and when then you can, uh, you, you can craft your communication in meaningful terms to them and get everyone there for, they're going to row towards their own interest. And it's not always avaricious. They're going to row towards their own interest. When you get them rowing together, you can actually row upstream. You can row in white water. You can handle anything. However, when you have disparate driving forces, I want this. I'm a new sort of immigrant uh, to this nation and I therefore am unable you know, to pay my bills. What is his or her interest? What is the interest of the owner? Now we're looking financial. Correct. Um, you know, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to not do? Well, desperate people are willing to do whatever the hell they have to do. Correct. Right. And, and, and then you, you look at patients' families. Well, patients' families are in that same file folder labeled desperate. Absolutely. And so when you look at that and you can talk to that, you can move mountains. Now, again, if I had the magic wand, I would seduce management, leadership, ownership to come into a room. And I would first surmise what their personal self-interest is. Well, I can't get them into a room and, and unless I put the right bait on the hook. Right, right? correct. Find out what drives them, what motivates them. And additionally, find out what they're afraid of. Find out what they consider in their gut to be a threat to them either maintaining or achieving what they want. So understand ding, understand ding of the psychology and the motivating driving forces. Because what motivates people, and I did a speech on this for Motorola. I got up there on stage and said, what motivates people is what motivates people. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You've been a great audience. That's terrific. And the, the I love people, it. The people who write, wrote my check earlier were turning all kinds of colors. But, 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 but really, in these facilities, what motivates people is what motivates people. Find out what that is. Right. And, and then position what you envision to happen 
that which you want to put in with love, reasonable certainty, systems, so that everybody can get what they want, including and especially the patients, the patient's family, etc. cetera. It, it, it takes that. We have too many people screaming their mantra of what they want to have happen to people who speak a whole different language. Correct. Right? You're screaming, it's the right thing to do, it's a good thing to do, and they speak right. the language which is measured in dollars, pounds, Correct. shekels, euros, and the like. Correct. So Correct. If I had a magic wand, I would illuminate that. Face it. Face it. These systems, these microcosms, these buildings, these communities are substantially not working. Face it. Follow it. Why is that? Where's it coming from? What's keeping it alive? What's going to happen in the future if we don't? Then you set your initiatives and then you begin the process of fixing it. That's mic drop. That's what I would say. So uh, interesting that you say that because I have said for many years as a professional in this space um, that I have to speak these people's language. If I'm speaking with someone who only speaks Chinese, I have to figure out a way to learn enough Chinese to communicate with them. At least, well, that's always been my driving force. It doesn't matter what language it is. Exactly. So I have always taught their language. So when, as a person who develops clinical programs, I would go in and say, now, I, I don't want to say that people don't care, so I, I'm putting that aside, but that's not the, the primary way that I present the conversation, depending on who I'm speaking with. I tell them about how it's going to benefit them financially, because that's the language that they speak, understand, and that's what they're looking for. So it's not like um, my, one of my frust greatest frustrations has been that I do talk that language. And have even presented things that could improve that reimbursement, that revenue stream, whatever it is, whatever aspect I'm looking at it in, that actually requires no outlay of dollars. So it's all going to be revenue while it's, while it's improving your goodwill in the community, which in turn will improve the number of people who want to come to your facility, your building. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't been successful. That well, is gonna, one of my greatest frustrations. Maybe you can illuminate for I'm me. Going to, I'm going to right now. Are you oh, ready? Awesome. Are you ready? I am ready. If you were telling me about wanting to bake a beautiful bread, uh, and that's your goal and objective, but you end up with matzah, nothing wrong with matzah or a cracker, but your objective was bread, right? Correct. And it became matzah for lack of one ingredient, which is yeast. Yeast. Right. So I'm going to get. I'm going Rising to throw, agent. Okay. Put your hand up. Put right. your hand up. I'm going to throw a little yeast at you. You're going to catch it. Ready? Got it. Nice catch. So, in your hand is an idea. Okay. And here's the idea. You're talking to their driving forces. You speak the language of finance. They want finance. They want money. They want profit. They want certainty of same. Yeah? Absolutely. There's a piece of yeast missing. And you know what that is? Well, I'm waiting. 
I have it in my hand, but I have I don't know the words that are in, on the piece in my hand. I'm opening my hand. Show it to me, and I'll show you what you've got. Here's what okay. here's what you've got. What okay. you've got is a realization that people are motivated to go towards. People are motivated to go away from. Correct. You are talking about let's go towards money, towards money, towards money. And here's some. And they're thinking, I got more money than you'll ever have, Phyllis. What you're you're come on, lady, lady. I'm the I'm the maven of money. Who the hell are you? Okay, so so there's that. Number yeah, one, you, you will be discredited because the hell are your credentials? What are your credentials? How am I gonna tell somebody? how to part their hair in the middle. I don't (laughs) got the credentials. Okay, so there's that. People are moving towards, people are moving away. Speak the language of loss of what they have. And you Columbo it. Remember Columbo? Oh, one of my favorite shows, brilliant. Geez, I don't, I don't know if it's important, Mr. 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 thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's important, but, but, but there's a, there's a major threat at the door here that's going to conceivably constipate the flow of money into your organization. I, I don't know if that's important. So really, well, seriously, is understanding some of the threats in the SWOT analysis, right? You're talking, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You're talking opportunities. They're like, lady, you're a nice lady. You do a good job. And a lot of people respect you. But don't tell me how to make money. Boom. But if you're saying, hey, I smell smoke. Hmm. I smell smoke at the base of the structure, at the wooden foundation of the edifice. And the smoke is, or could be, or have you considered, or imagine if you will, or what if, or you know what happened when you do that. You see, uh, uh, there, there's something called a positive phototropism, positive phototropism, a, a, a moth uh, has a positive phototropism, right? It's positive, move towards, <clears throat> photo is light, and tropism is a tendency. Well, right. these businesses owners have a trope, a negative tropism, a negative tropism to the loss of money and the potential demise, major financial setback. It keeps them awake at night. Don't talk to how they're going to make the money. They've been doing it and it's sad. And we know they care about that. And we also know that in some regards, this is my projection, they're doing it despite the heinous conditions in some areas. They're doing it despite risking, literally risking the lives by having a mandated infectious disease person and those responsibilities in the hands of a landscaper. You know, I'm saying, yeah, we got it. But so so that's it. The, The yeast that you held in your hand is the awareness, the observation, and the action taken towards the direction of Hey, man, you might have a problem coming down the road. 
and it could be devastating. It could be a tsunami of caca falling upon your head. And I don't know if you're interested, but if you are, we might want to sit down and talk. So anyway, there you go. Long-winded, long-winded people are motivated towards, other mo motiv uh, away from. Mix it up, find it out, understand their personal self-interest, speak their love language, so to speak. Right. Right. There's no sense in saying, amigo, tienes un poco peligroso allá porque es un fuego. And they're like, eh, I'm not understanding. I only speak. <laughs> so speak the, speak, the, speak the language, understand the personal self-interest, illuminate it, face it, follow it, and fix it. Face it is, this is where we're at. You've got a great business going on, blah, 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 blah. Follow. It's coming because you've been able to cut corners and you've been able to economies of scale and blah, 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 blah. But then you also want to face the fact that, you know, there's possibility of this could fall down. What do you mean? Follow it. Well, we've got this coming and that coming. Legislation is that way. And we know the lobbyists are going that way. But let me tell you what the news media is going after. Right. Whatever. I'm just making this. Yes. Up. No. But uh, everything you're saying happens to be true. Yeah. So that's just not in, in that industry. And anyone who might be listening and watching to this. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to point fingers that it might apply to your industry too. That's not me to point fingers right. <laughs> because it's, 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 it's any industry and, and, and it's any family. And Oh, by the way, it's any individual, right? Any individual. What are we not facing about our health, physical, mental, or otherwise spiritual? What are we not facing um, that might end up kicking us in the tush Right. So we sit and we follow it and we and, and, and we fix it. Same thing financially. So the concept is wake up. Right. It's, it's just wake up. Um, open your eyes, but listen with your eyes, not just your ears. I love it. Yeah. Observe and all. So so th that's it. And that's how I create my invention, my latest invention, which just won um, uh, just after um it was in 20, 2021, a year after um, COVID was hit, March 2020, won the um, International Healthcare Design for Innovation for the uh, for this rejuvenation station. And, and I'm excited. I'll be in New York this month at the um, Healthcare Burnout Symposium uh, in, uh, on the Upper West Side of New York. Um, yeah, because we, we, we have an invention. Again, we face the fact that burnout, stress-related burnout and turnover with, with, with physicians and nurses is, is a, over a $4 billion problem. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk because I had something else I wanted to ask you about, but I want to ask you about that rejuvenation station because of this word empathy that I've trademarked and where I'm going with it. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk sponsored by uh, Phyllis Amon Associates. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. 
She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Phyllis Amon Associates. And I'm here with the wonderful David Corbin. I'm so thrilled that he's here with me. And uh, before we went, we were talking about your invention, before we went to break about your rejuvenation station. But before we talk more about that, I wanted to ask you about the fact that I read also somewhere that the head of the Veterans Administration read your book and reached out to you. So I wanted to hear more about that. I'm sure there's a great story in there because you're a great storyteller. Well, you know, it is funny and you can't make this stuff up. When my assistant said, uh, the secretary's on the phone for you. And I said, who's secretary? (laughs) She, She said, I don't know. They just said, hold for the secretary. And so anyway, so I take it. And it turned out it was a cabinet member uh, under the Clinton administration. Yet the secretary of the Veterans Administration, who had read one of my books, one of my early books called Psyched on Service, The Marketing Mentality, teaching that service is an inner game. It's not a matter of, you know, they say this, you say that. No, it's a, it's a mentality. It's what you bring in frente de la mente, in front of your mind. Anyway, so I had a wonderful conversation that brought, brought me in to train all of the, the directors of the VA medical centers in the United States and their chiefs of staff uh, in, in DC. And it was really quite remarkable. And my mom, I told my mom that and she goes, oh, my God, she didn't know what I did for a living. Uh, and she passed away in South Florida, not knowing what her youngest child did for a living. So she told her friends I laundered money. And so, <laughs> so she said, she said, honey, you're going to meet the president. I said, I don't know, mom. And then she goes, what do you do for a living? It was, <laughs> it was, just, it was, just, it was darling. So I did go and I did that. And, and that did not hurt my career. I'm, uh, I'm well, sure not. I'm sure not. So I'm, um, so I, I do want to hear about this rejuvenation station, which is what cap part of what captured my attention when I read that book. But also, as I said, because I have this trademark for a word empathy, which is about self-care. And it's the basis of a self-care commitment letter. And I'm developing a program with it. I actually have a presentation, my, uh, a workshop at Pioneer Network coming up at the two-hour workshop at the end of July about empathy as culture change. Mm. Um, and so I'm going in a, in a, what I think is an interesting direction with that. So I want to hear about your rejuvenation station because this is how I developed it. It was during COVID actually, when people were really, I was in a nursing home doing, during COVID. It was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And I had people ask me, knowing what I was doing, what I can do or what I can help them with or what I can say that they can use to help themselves. So I'm fascinated to hear about this rejuvenation. Yeah, empathy empathy is, is brilliant. You know, I was thinking of this, I was, I was trimming my beard uh, this morning because I'm just coming off of a long trip and on. 
I'm trimming my beard and I'm thinking and I, and I, and I came to realize something that this, this just came to me and I don't know if I'll say it with any eloquence, but it's essentially if I, if one eats really unhealthily, I mean, they just, they just throw whatever's available in their mouth. They don't care, you know, from fast food, whatever. Is there any possibility that they're going to, when you come to their house, that they're going to serve a healthy meal? I don't think so. Not likely. No. So if your natural habit is X, you're not going to produce Y. And, right. and I think of that in terms of, you know, self-love, self-care and whatnot. And can you really effectively care for another if you don't care for yourself? Can you really offer up love if you don't have self-love? And I was just thinking about that this morning as I'm, as I'm using the electric thing and shaving and whatnot, because I didn't want to show up here as Grizzly Adams. So anyway, I'm thinking <laughs> about that. And, I, and, and so I was thinking about, so empathy, empathy has certainly the, the, the compliments of, of, of what I was you know, sort of thinking this morning. So we looked at, we illuminated, and we looked at one of the biggest problems in healthcare, which is a $4 billion, $4.38 billion per annum problem. That is doctors and nurses burning out. And they Correct. don't just leave the hospital, they leave the entire industry. Correct. And it's you. And you follow that, you know, and you go like, you know, where's that coming from? Well, oh my God, we know where it's coming from. This is before pan, this is before COVID, by the way. This research is the numbers are probably stellarly higher. We, we looked at where's that coming from? Well, we know where it's coming from. They're on shift. It's difficult. There's not enough people. There's blah, blah, blah. There's, there's constraints. And uh, what's keeping it alive? Well, ain't nothing changing. Uh, it's getting even. And follow it out into the future. Well, there's going to be burnout. There's going to be people leaving. There's going to be shortage. And we're experiencing all that right now. So we had already had a business and we still do it 17 years. Well, we put music in hospitals and we create sacred healing spaces. Um, by curating music, which we know impacts the human condition. Absolutely. So we've been doing that. Oh. We have the, 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 we've got the trademark on harmonic healthcare. The company is called Aesthetic Audio Systems. It's been going on for the longest time, and it's really cool. So we said, okay, well, let's not sit on our laurels. Um, what's next? And we figured if we can impact burnout, we'd have a winner. So we invented two years before covid um, a pod, four foot by four foot pod with, with a touch screen. And you could choose from about nine different journeys, uh, Emmy award-winning videographer, Emmy award-winning music score, set up in a spa-like environment to isolate people. They choose a three to five minute journey. And our hypothesis was that after three to five minutes of watching this science-based video, this journey, that they would go from their crazy roles and goals uh, down into their souls, right? To be more present with themselves and others. So that was our hypothesis. We took it to testing, a medical testing at Houston Methodist Hospital. And it, it demonstrated beyond a shadow of a doubt, how do you feel going in? How do you feel coming out? Evidence-based, bada bing, bada boom. And then three weeks later, this thing called COVID hit. Mm. which obviated the need for it, certainly. Absolutely. But I couldn't put people in a small phone booth. Right, right, right. So we innovated on the innovation. We made it a kiosk, same video, noise-canceling headphones. We built in on the screen, how do you feel, touch one or two. And then afterwards, how do you feel? It has its own Wi-Fi. You can get the data out. The, 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 the medical, the scientists, the, the, the leadership could be able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're, it's reducing 
their stress and tension from an anecdotal and a qualitative point of view. So now we're in every hospital, every New York health and hospital in New York City, we're in San Francisco, we're gonna, we're, we're all over the place. It's just, it's sort of blowing up. And, and it's really funny, you know, when you have something good and listeners here now, know, when you're doing something right, you know, magic happens, you get lucky, right? You get lucky, right? So I'm gonna be in, in Chicago this month and for mom's 90th birthday, my mother-in-law. And, um, and, and then I found out out of nowhere, really out of nowhere, it was a gift from the divine. There is a healthcare burnout symposium in Manhattan. So while I'm in the Chicago trip, I'm running to Manhattan, but who has, you don't have time to, to ship it across the country, you know, a portable kiosk. So here, check this out, dig this. I believe entrepreneurs are going to take this country back and I'm one of them. And I support entrepreneurs as much as I can around the globe. I'm flying in from Chicago. I'm going to fly into New York, Uber into Harlem, rent a U-Haul in Harlem, go over to the Harlem hospital, which is the nearest right. to, to, to get the unit. And I'm going to upgrade it and borrow it, bring it to the conference, bring the truck back, Uber back, do my hair and makeup. <laughs> Be present to tell people about it at the appropriate time. And when it's done, schlep it back, bada bing, bada boom. And that's what the entrepreneur does. So interestingly enough, um, so my word empathy is the basis of a self-care commitment letter. So it's I'm present, active, thankful, healthy, yours truly me. And um, so I have a, a course on the back end of it, but I'm, I don't really want to say right now, but I'm developing something from that. And that could really become a national, uh, become the basis of a national um, program. I'll tell you about it after, but I want to create a culture of self-care. Mm -hmm. And I believe whether it's, it doesn't only have to be in a healthcare environment. Yes, doctors and, and nurses, particularly, especially during COVID, but are burning out. There are staff shortages everywhere, whether it's nursing homes, assisted livings, hospitals, but, but companies can create a culture of self-care mm -hmm. because yeah. you'll become a better team member. You'll become a better colleague it will have a sense of well-being and self-care. Uh, mic drop. I mean, you can't give away what you don't have. Correct. I say you can't. I have a slide. It says you can't pour from an empty cup. That's and and when I I ran a college uh, that that offered an associate, a bachelor's, and a master's degree in touch therapy and body therapy uh -huh. and the like, and I made sure that we had a course certainly on practice management. Because the, the, the model there is there's nothing noble about a poor healer. Poor of heart, head, mind, uh, body, uh, and, and, and the like. And so I'm happy to say that I've observed, I'm just coming back from a conference called Hope Make, the Hope Makers Alliance, where we had some remarkable, well-credentialed, very, very successful professional people teaching leadership and, 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 and uh, people from uh, top people at Harvard were there. Um, and 
you know, the idea of hope comes from, from within. And it's right. not airy fairy hope. These are action takers and movers and stuff. So we hold a vision. We hold a vision for a full, a full complement of fully engaged and well-trained employees in all organizations we're not sacrificing themselves to the mission, but are really fortifying themselves with the mission, with the mission. They're really engaged and they really embrace the mission. They understand the values and what I teach in the illuminated brand, the intended brand descriptors. And they really live into that and they do an audit. I would invite anyone who wants to know about that to go to thelisttv.com or dot or just the list TV. And or even go to my website, I guess. But the list TV and look at brand slaughter, uh, brand slaughter. If you look there, there's one on illuminate. They did these TV shows on my concept, which is fabulous. And and so I only say that because I believe so much in these. I believe in the mission of having healthy, healthful, fully engaged employees to take this this country back. And that's part. I of I agree with you and. So as the ambassador for aging life management, so it's not just really for, people may hear the word aging and associate it with an older person, but the reality is the foundation starts much earlier than that. So if you want to age healthfully and have you know, your longevity years as helpful, health, healthy as they can be, the important thing would be to embrace management of your life at this stage in a way that will promote healthy longevity. Um, and you can only do that by having awareness. So I've developed mindful longevity solutions. You can't be mindful of something unless you're aware of it first. Well, there's the concept of awareness and attentiveness, right? So the, the diabetic is aware they shouldn't eat the three musketeers bear, bar or beer, right. uh, but that, are they attentive? Uh, attent attentive mm. is often a gap and there, there's a gap. You know, you and I working on a project WTF to OMG with some LOL, right? Right. You have the, the, the what the fudge is going on here only to realize later on, oh my God, that was a gift and a lesson. And there's a gap between that, right? The goal is to close the gap. So when something's coming down, you could say to yourself, all right, this sucks. And in the past, when I had these sucky experiences, there was a lesson built into it. I wonder what the lesson could be here, closing, closing those gaps and stuff. But, you know, I know some, I know four people that are aging, Libby, Nora, Aya, right, right? And, and Eitan. They're my four grandchildren and they're aging. They're aging, right. they're aging beautifully. And so are all of the, individuals who graduated with me in the class of 1970 we're aging and we're so how are you aging correct the question so and do we need so, to be uh, do we need to be victims of this toxic cesspool that we live in do we right. need to be victims of that no i teach all of my mentoring clients it's time to stop putting the garbage in and oh by the way clean out the garbage that you put in there and oh by the way chelate and clean against 
the toxicity of our environment here. If you want to live long, take the personal responsibility. And what do they say? Live long and prosper. <laughs> I agree. So I wrote a blog uh, several weeks ago and somebody reached out to me, although they, they have been reading a few of my blogs, but uh, the blog, the title was, are you aging or getting older? Mm. And the reason I, I said that was because people have this negative connotation around the word aging. But the reality is, I love that you brought up that your four grandchildren are aging. I have three, they're aging, right? Um, they're getting older, but in that process, they're aging, our cells age, right? So people have to reframe their thinking about the word, what their perception is of aging. They think of aging as this you know, very advanced, aged person. But the reality is, that it's an aging process and it starts when you're born. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly right. People, you know, it's like, I'm, I'll be there on time. Well, on time is just a split. Physics will say, on time is just a split smidgen of. So it's kind of fun to, to unpack, unravel, dissect, uh, you know, these, the, these concepts and all. But the biggest concept is unpacking the word love because love is just damn good business. I have to agree with the Beatles, and I just saw Paul McCartney last week. Love is all there is. All right. you need is love. And what does love look like in the work that you're doing, in the relationships you have, in the work? that What does love look like in this situation? And I know that sounds crazy, but there is a direct correlation between a culture of love and profitability and I promise you, promise you, promise you, those who are raking in the bucks and they're treating their people like crap, that will not sustain. I agree. And that will that not sustain. And there's a director's chair in hell with your name on it. Boom. <laughs> I love it. And I, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything else to say beyond that. I mean, David, by the way, how can people get in touch with you or find out about your books or find out about your work, because I'm sure there are going to be many, many listeners who want to do that. Yeah. So my name, David Corbin, Google, my name plus Google equals a whole lot of stuff. You know, yes, I know. Cause I've done it. And, uh, and all, and I answer every email, David at davidcorbin.com. I answer every single email. I'm not going to do it immediately, but I will answer. <clears throat> assuming you don't show up in my spam file. I will answer any questions uh, and whatnot over time. So I, I can attest to that. And, um, you know, there I have, uh, I've spoken to you about that. There are people who are not so good at it, but uh, you really, you really exemplify the best of that. So I appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate you. Thank you. And ditto. Thanks. Thanks a million. I, I, this has just been fantastic. As you can see, I have a smile on my face from ear to ear. I, I'd probably be smiling at least the rest of this day, if not for a few days following. So, Well, let's go out and do good stuff. I agree. <laughs> Please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk, Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm Phyllis Amon signing off for today. And Please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. 
Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.